Hello and welcome to Two Sweary Dads, a podcast about parenting and other dadly pursuits. I'm Trevor Scott. And I am Ben Slinger. Okay, Ben, anything interesting happened this week? Uh, well, all our kids have been sick for like two weeks, actually. So, um, we, you know, I haven't got a lot of sleep. I have a little bit of cold, as you can tell by my fantastic radio voice this week. Very, the very low, smooth there, the Ben. The low end going on. <laughs> Sing some Barry uh, White for me. <laughs> <laughs> What's the, uh, this is, a, this is for all the snakes. <laughs> I can't remember how the song goes. Um, Simpsons reference. Uh, yeah, so the kids have been sick. And actually, funnily enough, um, Imogen lost her, like, she's all croaky too from, from her cold. Uh, which is just amusing. Like, it's just funny. She sounds like a baby version of Emma Stone. She's got that real, like, <laughs> cr- croakiness to her. It's, it's really funny. Um, but yeah, so everyone, everyone's been sick. Uh, so that sucks. Yeah. How does. about you? Um, everyone in our house has been pretty much fine. I was sick on Thursday and Friday, but came came pretty good by the weekend. And then got to spend the day with um with James over the next three days. So did you nearly forget the name of your son? Then you hesitated. No, for a really long time. no. I thought I was going <laughs> to sneeze for a second. <laughs> I just thought I was going to sneeze, and it was just sort of sitting in the back there, and I'm like, uh, uh, no, uh, not going to uh, sneeze. Uh, James. <laughs> yeah. So I got to spend the day with James on um. Oh, that's always nice. On the weekend. Yeah, I got a bit of uh, a bit of park time with Taz. We were the only were the only people there, but uh, we took the kids out. It was funny actually. Said so Taz was on the swing, and you know, asking to go faster and faster, and all of a sudden he tells me he wants so much pussy. <laughs> until I quickly realised that he'd said pushing, not pussy. <laughs> but for a moment, I thought. Somehow my son had learned something very inappropriate. <laughs> and I thought, where, which one of us taught him that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On Sunday, we were at a at a friend's engagement party and James actually kept on wanting to go outside, play on the swings, play on the slide and all that sort of stuff. And they had two two swings there. They had one one of those bucket swings where they had the back support and then one that, you know, grown-ups like us could actually use just the the saddle as we love yeah. to do oh believe me well I love I'd push him swing. for a bit and then I'd jump on the swing with him because <laughs> it was just awesome and he liked it a lot more because he we were going at about the same about the same height but he kept on thinking that there were two different activities so he'd get off the bucket swing and then want to get on the saddle the swing, other swing and <laughs> so I give him a bit of a push on there and it's like no you gotta hold no, on, I want to go on the other <laughs> and then, then he'd go go down on the slide and yeah. then come back over and well this park had a this park had a really cool uh, like a really long flying fox um like just one of the yeah anyway it had a really it had a really nice flying fox which I jumped on and quickly realized how unfit I am as I got, you know, maybe a meter and then my bloody um, arms were sore, my wrists were sore, and like, I can't hold my own weight up on this thing. Mm-hmm. So I've got the <laughs> full-on dad bod going on, I guess, if we want to go to that meme. 
whether you know flabby is is really the dad bod <laughs> slab bod yeah it's just crazy how little kids actually need to to keep them occupied he over the over the five hours that we were there he just kept on wanting to go on the same two things you know Swing slide, swing slide, swing slide, swing slide. Oh yeah, Taz would have Taz would have stayed on that swing for hours if we'd let him. But it was always I want to get off and then I want to get back on. <laughs> yeah, he did start looking a bit sick by the end of it, and he's thrown up at the park before, so he he was he might have been a little bit aware of maybe it's too coming much. on now. But, yeah. <laughs> so we we actually got to catch up and and have a bit of fun at a at another friend's place over the That's weekend. That's true. That was really good. Yeah, we got to, for the first time since I've been back, sort of just have a few of the boys and eat some pizza and drink some beer and watch some good old British comedy and, and then uh, metal yeah. documentaries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a good time. It's, uh, it's always good to get the boys together. And looking forward to doing it over a weekend in a couple of months as we have a, a boys weekend planned as... I'm sure other dads out there know of that concept. Go to a nice big house with a hot tub and drink lots of beer and play video games and watch TV. Tabletop games and whatever else we can fit in that weekend. Yeah, there's always, music there's always too many things we want to do, but it'll be fun. And of course, I've got so much time on my on my hands at the moment that I decided to give myself a little bit extra to do, so... I'm designing a video game. <laughs> that, yeah, you're going to try and get it done by the boys' weekend, so that'll be interesting. Well, I've got... It's a bit of a challenge. Midway through June, and I've got to the end of August, so... Yeah. There should be enough time well, in there. That's two months. I hope so. It'll be fun to play it. Oh, I haven't told you, but I've got my got my leave all, all worked out. Excellent. So it's all yep. been approved. That's a bonus. Otherwise, you'd have to lose. Otherwise, you'd have to quit your job so you could come. <laughs> yeah, but at that stage, I would have been there for ten years. So, oh, coming up on lo- on uh, long service leave. Yeah, well, technically, I've been able to take it for the last three years, but it officially becomes mine, all mine, in August, and then it makes me think, God, what have I actually done these last ten years? And then, like, That's, yeah, bought a That's house, a got married. Had a child, <laughs> started a podcast. <laughs> well, that's the big one. We get the kid and the wife. It's just you and me and the podcast for life. So I suppose we we should get to our topic for today. Yeah, yeah. So I thought we'd talk a little bit about social media because you know to us it's still a relatively new thing, right? Like, yeah, I don't think I've hit my. 10-year Facebook anniversary yet. Well, it'll be getting close. Yeah, I think I think I joined in 2007. But, um, but you know, for our kids, it's going to be something that's just there from the moment they use any sort of technology. And, of course, they're already sort of engaging with it in certain ways because, I mean, we in particular <laughs> um, post a lot of photos and videos and things of our kids on Facebook um, because we have family obviously scattered across the globe with Erica being Canadian. Yes. So yeah, when uh, when we're in Canada for our family here to see it and now that we're here for our family there to see it. And you know, there are there are privacy issues around that because we are putting our personal details up into the hands of a corporation. Mm-hmm. And we all know how ethical they are <laughs> in general. Corporations, they're 
you know, always always depicted <laughs> really badly you. in the in the media and in a lot of different TV shows. So yeah, so but you know that's kind of the price we have to pay for that convenience of of sharing those things and of communication with the, with family. But you know, I I mean, what about you? Do you you don't post nearly as much as uh, as we do, but you post now and then what are your sort of general thoughts on it um i don't mind you know photos of my of my son and family going up but i personally choose not to probably goes back to the um goes back to the whole you know uh introverted nature of myself <laughs> um, right okay so it's more about just not sort of not feeling comfortable not feeling putting comfortable out there putting like myself that, yeah. out there that often sort of open to criticism more exactly yeah um i find myself getting tagged in a lot more things and then i like things so i'm a facebook lurker yeah yeah but you know i've got i've got no problems with um with pictures of my son going up but then again should should i have some have some problems with that i mean going forward you know his employer will be able to just no, his, future, his possible employer in the future will be able to search all the things that he's done in the past and say, oh, I don't like... Go back and look at his baby pictures and say, oh my goodness, when you were... Look how racist he was. <laughs> <laughs> Kids are pretty racist. Oh, there was a time that was kind of a bit... Um, kind of a bit awkward um, where... Someone who was who was Asian came up to James. <laughs> James took one look and started crying, and it's like, <laughs> okay, it could just be a stranger, but no, every other person that came up to to him that wasn't Asian, he wouldn't mm. cry. And then <laughs> anyone who came up mean, that was the Asian thing would is, be instant, you and I, instant crying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you and I live in a very white part of the country, in the state. Mm-hmm. And, and, I mean, that's one of the things, to go on a little bit of a tangent, um, that Erica and I have been a, were a bit concerned about moving here because there's just, there's not a lot of diversity. And we'll get to this on a later episode where we talk about politics, but we're also in quite a conservative area of the state, I've realised. Oh, very. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I think it's really important and beneficial for kids to see people of a wide variety of, you know, ethnicity and... Um, culture and, and, and different things um, just you know uh, so that they do of course understand that they're just people like anybody else and so yeah you know we don't get a lot of that here I mean yeah the, the Asian population is probably the largest of anything that's not just Caucasian um, but even that sort of not really not really much around this area no if you when you start going in closer towards the city you've got um Blackburn and Box Hill that you get a you get a much yeah, more diverse yeah oh yeah I mean area. of course of course like and and the big cities are always more diverse than sort of out here in the the suburbs I mean we're we're almost rural out here um, really it was really funny driving the other day um, we get like maybe four kilometers down the road from basically we turn left out of our our driveway left onto onto our main thoroughfare and all of a sudden we're going past paddocks <laughs> it, it oh, takes it, literally yeah. you know all of 
all of three minutes and you can be driving past paddocks. No. I mean, yeah, I mean, we're in the Yarra Valley. It's it's wine country, right? Like, the next, you know, suburb to us here is all farms. Um, you go a little bit north, it's all it's all vineyards. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we're basically out in the country. So, yeah, which does tend to be more white and more conservative. Mm-hmm. Um, the conservative part kind of scares me because they don't seem to care at all about climate change. Yeah, that's that's a big one. Do we want to go there now? <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. Yeah, I mean, the conservatism is a concern. It drives us crazy here, you know, just the, the lack of... The lack of services by our government, the cutting, slashing, slashing funds to them, and tax breaks to corporations, and and so more, we're getting more money to private schools and oh, less yeah. money to government schools. Oh yeah, which yeah, just let's... makes a lot of sense. Ridiculous. Well, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, we're going to leave media. that heavy, that yeah. heavy topic for another day. Um, but yeah, social media. Uh, I can, I can understand why some people don't want to put their kids up there or themselves for that matter. Yeah. Uh, just, just from, just from the point of view of, you know, you, you are trusting this corporation to your information. I mean, personally, I think the worst thing they're probably going to do with it is sell it to advertisers. And I mean, that's, that kind of happens all over the internet. You sort of can't avoid it. Um, so to me, it's, to me, it's worth a trade off to me. It's worth the benefit of, I mean, Facebook in particular is an incredibly useful tool these mm-hmm. days for keeping in touch with family and friends, organizing events. Uh, I mean, like our boys, we can, you know, we created a private group. We can start threads. We can create documents. We can, um, you know, have conversations about what we need to bring and do. And, uh, and it's not everyone needs useful. to know about that. <laughs> well, and that's it. And, and, you know, that is private. Obviously, I'm not sure what the policy is for... Um, Facebook themselves using the information in private groups. They probably have, obviously have some sort of access to it if they want to, but you know, I I have, we just have to trust them Mm -hmm. because we want to use the service and that's fine. And as long as we're aware of that, as we put things in and put things up there and are willing to take that risk, then obviously that's, that's our choice. One, One thing I've definitely been happy with lately is that they've started putting, um, the tags onto, onto a lot of the social media so that you can actually choose not to look at certain tags from certain people. Yeah, I like that feature. Um, it gives you a bit more granularity for what you want to see from people. Yeah. I mean, assuming people Are tagging. Uh, you use the tags well. But if they're just sharing topics, if they're just sharing links, then as I think it, it uses the, um, the topic tags from like from other shares of that yep. particular link and such, you know, it, it figures it out. So um, it's pretty clever and it's useful if I do want to see more things on a certain topic. Cause if you go into the, the actual feed for that topic, it yep. shows you things not, not from people that you don't necessarily follow and such, but it's a good way to find other people or other pages on a particular topic that, that you might be interested in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, for this podcast in particular, I found the parenting one quite useful. Definitely been much easier just being able to tag that and then pick up other other things that we want to share out to to yeah. our listening audience so um coming at it from sort of a different point of view so obviously when we were teenagers we didn't have social media as we 
as we got into our late teens, it was only once we got into our late teens that the internet even started being a thing. Oh, definitely. I mean, we were on, there were obviously bulletin boards and such, and, and, and our group in particular was, were the types of people who, who made use of such things. But, uh, yeah, I don't think, I think we got a proper internet connection around 96, and that was fairly early in, you know, relative terms, just because my dad's, you know, a tech head and into computers and into the internet. So, yeah, um, yeah like, uh, as you know, in high school, we'd occasionally, we might use certain things to keep in touch with our friends, I guess, but there wasn't this general, everybody's connected. Um, you know, I, I would imagine these days, teenagers are Facebook friends with half their school, just because, you know, teenagers tend to want to have as many friends on there as possible. I know I did, you know, even later on when these sorts of things started up. I think we've mentioned our ICQ uh, contacts lists before. Oh, definitely. <laughs> but um, I imagine now for teenagers now and for our kids, I mean, who who knows what it's going to be like in 15 years, uh, this, this sort of connect- connectivity can be a real problem, particularly around like bullying and, and, and online harassment and such oh definitely and and given that you know back in the days of of our high school years there was not the technological link so all bullying was you know when you left school it finished exactly and that's it like home was a safe space um but you know i've heard a lot of teens or you know people who have just gone through adolescence talking about how difficult that is nowadays because it doesn't stop when you get home because obviously a lot of a lot of a teenager's life is spent online and you can't get away from those bullies at school no and everything that you know stopped before just continues and probably tenfold you know it just keeps on growing and growing and growing and people definitely don't um don't shy away when they're certain people don't shy away when they're on when they're online they they see it as a some sort of anonymity yeah um fuck i think i've been recording on the wrong microphone (laughs) shit so you may have noticed that the sound quality of my microphone has just enhanced greatly no it's not some amazing new filter that i found (laughs) some CSI level of uh, enhancement. It's that I was accidentally recording on my laptop microphone instead of my actual microphone. So you must have really looked like a dick to anyone anyone actually watching because you were you were actually putting your face up to your normal microphone. That's it. I was just <laughs> I was just speaking sexily into my microphone and uh it wasn't even recording from there. There was no signal. So that's just lovely. Uh, I mean, I guess it's better than just it not having recorded at all, but anyway. Well, uh, you've been sounding all sexy to me because... <laughs> yeah, Skype's, <laughs> using, Skype's, Skype's using, using the, mar- that one. the right microphone. I'll blame Skype. No, blame Audacity <laughs> because he didn't pick up your mic. <laughs> That's true. Um, well, I feel even more ridiculous because I did the whole sexy mic thing into the microphone and it's just going to sound like shit because like <laughs> I'm doing that. From across the room. So anyway, we were talking about social media, teenagers, not being able to get away from it. I mean, yeah, like, okay, let's let's think about, because 15 years ago, 
2000, long. <laughs> 2002. 2001. Sorry. 2001. And then in 2017. Yeah. Simple math. <laughs> and wait, how old does it make you feel that? 2001 was 15 years ago. Yeah, I know. That means The Matrix is 17 years old. <laughs> For some reason, I just always remember that that came out in 99. <laughs> um, yeah, like, th- there was no social media. I don't think even, I don't think MySpace existed. We were all using ICQ and MSN Messenger. Um, and may- maybe MSN Messenger. Some of us were on um, IRCs. <laughs> well, IRC, yeah. Um, definitely. But yeah, look at how far it's come in the last 15 years. Like, who who knows what the next 15 years will look like? Mm-hmm. Um, although, <laughs> not to get political again, but <laughs> if our current government has anything to do with it, Australia will be exactly the fucking same because we won't have the goddamn internet capability to handle anything more intense. But... The rest of the world, there'll probably be a lot more video, a lot more, you know, I don't know, live live stuff, streaming stuff. Um, the the connectivity could be even more advanced, you know. I mean, even the iPhone's only what maybe ten years old, so I'll give that another fifteen years on phone technology. Yeah, it's actually coming up on ten. I think so. Was it two thousand six or seven that the iPhone came out? I don't know. Yeah. I think it was 2007, so we could we could actually, you know, we're using the internet right now. We could go find it out, but uh, I can't be bothered. <laughs> we'll say 2007 and be done with it. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, like, I don't know. We're obviously not creative enough to actually come up with with what it might be like, but I'm sure it's going to be even, even more, yeah, even more connectivity and... Um, all I want is a Star Trek holodeck. Give me that and I'll be fine. <laughs> well, hey, did you see the um, Star Trek VR game that's coming out? Yes. It's getting yes. close. <laughs> <laughs> Although, actually, I wasn't that impressed. I mean, the the general gameplay looked kind of neat, which was which was just, you know, you, multiple people as as people on the, on the um, bridge of a starship and they all have different roles like that's cool the graphics look kind of shitty though yeah they did <laughs> and like the the you know it was like put more power to the shields and it was just like little boxes like oh okay now there's three power to the shields <laughs> yeah I don't, I don't know if there's if there's much more to be said about that but um i let's go on let's go on the tangent of bullying sure um, yeah because i mean we've We've both had bullying experiences, but I mean, I think your high school experience was perhaps a little bit worse than mine on that front. Um, um, yeah, definitely. Uh, during a lot of year 11 and 12, there was probably a lot more bullying from, I'd say, the the teenage girls. Mm. Um, there was a... There was a a group of them that um, were quite nasty. Like I'd I'd grown up with some general ribbing from, you know, friends and people who I who I thought were friends, but you know it was it was sort of nothing compared to the emotional sort of damage that that teenage girls can actually inflict on a on a young budding adult. 
Yeah, teenage girls are kind of one of the most horrifying creatures on the planet, to be yeah. honest. And the fact that in a decade, I'm going to have a couple of them. Yeah, it's scary. Uh, but le- at least you'll have a few years on, on them this time. And, you know. <laughs> it doesn't help, man. Like, teenage girls still scare me. Yeah. They can they can cut to the, to the quick of it. I don't know. There's something about them. They just know how to push buttons. Yeah, definitely. Um, it got so bad that I, for a long time, I was actually avoiding the one class that was um, that was actually causing me all the problems. I don't think I actually turned up to more than two lessons of mm. legal studies in the second semester. I mean, obviously, yeah. I didn't pass that semester. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's I mean that's that's the thing about bullying like it's so disruptive. Um I mean did did any teachers or parents get involved or know what was going on or was um I mean I don't even think you guys knew what was going on. I mean I I no, hang around I don't with you guys. Yeah, I don't think you've I don't and think I've sort of heard this before. So pretty much what would actually happen is I'd go into class and the second I went in they'd be you know, passing notes and all this sort of stuff, and it would always, you know, be something about me, like mm. whether, you know, oh, do you think Trev's gay or all these sort of different things. Now, I know it shouldn't have actually hurt me because I knew, you know, what, who I was and all that sort of stuff, and I had, I mean, had a good friends did, group, but did you though, like, as just and that's this is not a this is not that's not a personal thing. Just in general, like teenagers, kind of and, and particularly <laughs> introverted teenagers like ourselves, don't really know who they are. I think like I didn't. Um, I wasn't confident, and oh, oh, you know, I mean, okay, I had an idea, but I wasn't confident in who I was. Um, and so yeah, like those sorts of things would really hurt. Hmm. Um, and it's not like oh, they're they're saying, am I gay? Like maybe I'm gay it's it's not that it's just they're obviously doing things to hurt you and it's a shame that I'm sure teenagers still you know use gay as a slur as a as a derogative term as a derogative term um and I mean I yeah like I me and a couple of friends got that too like we had people and it's like oh the gays are here Ugh. anyway uh, yeah like that's it. Like a teenager, as a teenager, it is really hard. You can't just shrug that off. I don't think there are many teenagers who are that confident and comfortable in themselves that they could just sort of let that run off their back. And that's really hurtful. That it's hurtful that there are people specifically targeting you and trying to cause you pain. And what I find so crazy about you know your memory is, I know that all these bad things were happening. Yeah. In this class, I know that you know it got to the stage that I wasn't even turning up to any lessons, and um, some of the times I was just waiting school and all that sort of stuff. Like, mm. um, but literally, my brain has forgotten a lot of the bad stuff that they were saying. I mean, it's really hard so to. I, I literally if... can't remember anything that they were they were sort of saying yeah. directly to me. Just more the things that were. The peripheral things that were happening well, around. Just that general feeling, I'm sure. Like, just that I can remember that sense of 
of just being uncomfortable in a place because yep. because people are, you know, you kind of you're on edge. You're waiting for something to happen. You're waiting for someone to give you a shove, to give you a, to call you a name, to make you feel like shit. And it sucks. And fuck, teenagers are assholes. <laughs> really are. I mean, um, yeah. Pe- people that I that I now call friends, you know, and really good friends, they got involved in in quite a bit of teasing and what you could consider bullying at, at school. Yeah, but and it it didn't it didn't stick as much. Like, um, I I still you know can call them good friends. It's just yeah, and, and that, I mean I that was a typical ribbing, but it wasn't. It never went further than that group. Yeah, like and I mean, I think it's a shame. Everyone else. I think it's a shame that that does happen and that that happened to you. I didn't. I. I didn't get as much of it from friends, but I definitely gave it to friends, and I mean, sort of had these antagonistic relationships with people in my friend group. Um, I'm not sure that you and I clashed too much in high school, did we? I, I mean, I definitely, I, there are certainly times where I kind of went along with the flow of things and I know that you were getting the brunt of some of that. Um, oh, believe which, me, I, did, I didn't have it the worst. No, I know, I know. There, I certainly yeah. didn't have it the worst. Which, I mean, which is kind of saying something though. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a shame that within a friend group that happens at all, but there is this kind of, it's almost this pecking order, you know. But it happened a lot less this, when we got to, um, when we got to... Um, year 12 when our two groups combined. That's true, yeah. Yeah, um, I, I was sort of in a separate group than you up until, yeah, like 11 and 12-ish. In fact, I only really got to know you in year 10 because before that you were in a different, different grade and then um, yourself and like a two of the other friends from yeah. your group all moved into ours and into 10D. Right. We had our English and maths and all that sort of stuff together. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I certainly I certainly gave it to other people. And I'm not necessarily going to name names, but they're probably listening. Um, and, you know, and I feel like shit that I did that because... I mean, because yeah, uh, there, are, there are two aspects to it, right? Because on the one hand, well, all right, I was a teenager and... It's just sort of that there's that as there's that atmosphere of it that is really hard to get away with if you're not a strong personality if you're not someone who's confident in yourself you feel like that's how you have to sort of prove yourself I think um, and yeah like uh, I don't think I don't think it was a situation where I was the aggressor all of the time I think it was a lot of give and take. Um, but there was definitely some people who would, you know, end up being ganged up on more than, more than, more than others. And that's really, that's a shame because I think that can be quite damaging, um, to Very a, much to a so, personality. Um, the, the one thing that I've got to say is that there were apologies made. Yeah. Many, many years later. And... Yeah. That's, I think, how we can remain such good friends because, I mean, well, we've all, we were all going through different things and, you know, having to deal with different pressures outside of school, let alone... Yeah, and it's not like any of us knew that at the time because teenage no. boys don't talk about that stuff. Of course not. They um, just rib on each other. Yeah, and it's a shame. Like, and it's this whole... Uh, yeah, it's this whole sort of masculine atmosphere that 
or, or like uh, expectation um, that is there when you're a teenager or when you're a man in general. Mm. Um, and But it's just particularly when you're a teenager, you generally don't have the state of mind or the presence of mind to be able to fight that. Um, I mean, that's something I really worried about, what worry about with Taz. Um, I mean, and the girls, but obviously from the other side of it. Uh, but, you know, I, I don't want Taz to have to to feel like he has to act in this false masculine way if that's not how he feels yeah Um, and especially because us as the nerdier side of groups we we got ribbing not just from not from girls and and some of our own friends but we also got the the jockey sort of side of things as well yeah yeah no, definitely. There wasn't. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't recall there being sort of the real sort of jock nerd dichotomy. But there were definitely um, there was definitely a bit of a. I mean, not a hierarchy, but there was sort of there were different groups, and yeah, like we got a lot of shit from some people in those groups, and there were definitely at least one or two people who, at different times in high school, decided to target me specifically. I mean, I probably wasn't their only target, but they definitely sort of pulled me out of the crowd and had things that they would do or say every time they saw me to make me feel like shit. And I just, I didn't have the tools um, as a generally shy, introverted, non-aggressive teenager yep. <laughs> to, fight, to fight back or to, um, you know, in any way, physically, um, verbally, or, or even just to handle it emotionally. Um, and I mean, that's one of the reasons I spent a lot of time in the library when I was in high school. Yeah. You know, Either the that time or... I'd go in there and read <laughs> fucking Tintin and Asterix books. Ah, uh, <laughs> Asterix. They were awesome books. <laughs> Asterix and Obelix. <laughs> oh my God. The puns, the puns in Asterix are amazing. Like all of the, um, like the names of all the characters. I don't know mm-hmm. if you've read it recently. I don't think I got many of them at the time. Um, I can't remember many of them. I know that like, their alchemist guy is get a fix. It's um, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah, they're all and they're all like that. It's amazing. It's particularly since it's been translated from French. Like, it's really yeah. impressive. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, did, did you did you get into? I mean, did you get into any fights in high school? Um. Like, as a result of bullying or otherwise? I got into one fight, from what I remember, but the teacher came and broke it up before anything really happened. Mm. Um, But the worst thing that happened to me was actually in year eight. So, we were hanging out. um, Basically, you had this this sort of area outside of the English block that was... um, up, up some stairs and then um, to the side of the stairs there were three massive um, really two massive concrete steps that had garden beds in them yeah and I was standing at the very top and this guy who um, was the brother of another guy in in our year level he came up and um, didn't like the way I looked at him so he shoved me backwards but the thing was, I went over the top of this, um, over the top of this plant, um, 
somehow turned around, went down the full the full two concrete steps down, oh, ouch. and landed on the corner with my back. Oh Jesus! And yeah, I went straight up to the infirmary, and it was a few years later that. I actually found out that I did actually have a small crack in my spine. Jesus. How so did you end up finding that out? I had a um I had a um X ray for something else on my on my hip and they said, Oh you've got a you got a very small crack that um has healed, but um you know, in your spine do you have any idea of where that came from? And I my memory goes straight back, to, back that, to yeah straight back to that day. Now two concrete steps does doesn't sound like much. Until you realise that that's probably what about three meters. Yeah, they were big steps. I know the I yeah. know the ones you're talking about. So that was my worst experience from bullying, other than other than the emotional damage that was caused by by the females. <laughs> yeah, well, of course. Life. Which is, I mean, and that's that's the big that's the the. Uh, the larger um, damage, but uh, I mean, my my parents found out in year twelve when the school co- school basically called them and said, um, "Look, we're we're into the final the final sort of six months of of Trevor's VCE, and we noticed that he hasn't actually completed his um, second unit of of this, right. and so I got pulled into." The principal's office with my parents, and yep. they basically said, um, "We were going back over over your your attendance records from last year and seeing why you didn't finish it, and you only turned up to class twice." <laughs> and my parents were like, "What the hell's going on?" And I then told told them and all yeah. the things that had happened, and immediately the um, I think it was the vice principal. He immediately said, "Oh, yeah, you should have come to me a lot earlier." Uh, yeah, and I was just thinking that because I was thinking, so how do I make sure, and I mean, there's no way to make sure, but how do I try and make our kids, um, like, make our kids realize that they can come to us with those sorts of things? But Because I would have been the same. That's the thing. Like, I've got such a good relationship with my, with my parents. Yeah, know, I do they're, too. They're, yeah. they're so awesome, I can talk to them about anything, but... Then you know you you think in high school you can get you can deal with everything, but in reality, you know even now I still have to go to my parents and ask them questions and <laughs> yeah. I don't know what that is about being a teenager. There, there's a certain barrier to your parents when you're a teenager. I think that that grows, mm-hmm. um, and you know it's for some people that that's the sort of rebellious phase or whatever you know that was that was never really me but there was definitely a uh sort of a separation in that like in that relationship with my parents and and you know i got pissed off at them at times and i just yeah i I think at that time i didn't necessarily feel that close to them um and, and not close enough to to just go and talk to them about the fact that yeah that i was being bullied at school or that um, I mean, I think my parents had some idea. It's, it's possible that I brought it up or they figured it out from context. Like my, in year nine, somehow me and a couple of other friends got placed in the class with basically all the juvenile delinquents. Oh. Um, 
and some of those classes were just chaos. You know, I'm talking chemistry class and kids are like turning the gas taps on and setting their arms on fire. Um, you know, doing that whole thing where it just lights the gas and they presumably yeah. don't actually set themselves on fire. But um, yeah, that's, scary. there was a lot of there was a lot of bullying in that class. You know, I think we kind of just sat in the corner and 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 tried to be as inconspicuous as possible for that whole year, um, which didn't always work. Um, I think that was the year, and luckily this guy wasn't in my class, but sort of the main bully that I recall was this guy, and I don't remember his name. He had red hair and freckles, and which which is um. When when you look at you know typical movie tropes, I know it's like <laughs> such a classic thing. Fucking gingers, <laughs> and, and they're usually the ones being bullied. That. My nephews are ginger. <laughs> yeah, they're usually the ones being bullied. But well, there's there's kind of I the two archetypes. There's either ginger. the there's the shy ginger or the mean ginger. Yeah, but anyway, this is a mean ginger. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I don't I don't know. He just targeted me for some reason, and and if I crossed paths with him, he'd just. It's, I think he he just tried to physically intimidate me and get up in my face. And, you know, I'm a big guy. Like, I'm a tall person. And I think sometimes that's what attracted people to me to try to bring me down a peg. Mm. Even though I didn't use that height or strength to, to intimidate or do anything myself. It's no. just, oh, like, if, you know, there's sort of, and you know, maybe even a subconscious thing on their part, but... If I can intimidate this big guy, then, you know, I'm a better person. I'll look good to my friends or whatever. Um, so, yeah, this this guy would would sort of, uh, yeah, if we cross paths, would try to intimidate me and shove me. And I think he sort of, it's funny. I think he tried to punch me once, but it was this weird little, like, he pulled the punch or something. And anyway, I just remember, because, of course, I'd think of all the things I wanted to say to him when he wasn't in the process of bullying me. Mm-hmm. But one day, and I'd, I guess I'd, I must have got, I'd gone over it in my head. I was like, if it happens, like this is what I'm going to say to him. And so he, something happened and oh, I can't remember the exact phrase, but it was something like, fuck off, you f- red-haired, freckle-faced fuck. Like something like that. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, the result of that was that he and his friends just got even more pissed off and then followed me around for the rest of the lunch break, mm-hmm. basically jeering and trying to shove me. And I think that might, I mean, that might've been the time when he or one of his friends like sort of put, like tried to do this weird punch thing or something. I don't know. Cause, and you know, I mean, thinking back, I don't think they were particularly confident with themselves either. Right. Like you can, I can sort oh, of definitely picture not. them. I can picture them and think like, oh, like they were just sort of trying, they were sort of going through the same things that I was. It's just that for them, they lashed it out. manifested in, yeah, in this aggression and bullying. And yeah, I think I ended up sort of going up and sitting at the office because, and of course that just makes it worse because it's like, oh, like you go give them to the teacher, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, that was, and it, I mean, it never resolved. I think it just trailed off or like we weren't, we didn't see each other as often anymore or whatever, like. Mm-hmm. There was no resolution to it, but yeah, that was that was def- that was that was the one that sticks out in my in my mind. There were a couple of others that were that were almost similar, where it was one person who 
who just decided they they had something over me and so would use it as much as they could. But the funny so the funny thing about bullying, yeah, and I don't know if this ever happened to you. Did you ever have a situation where there was someone who bullied you, or even just not you know not like bullying is gen- generally a a constant you know targeting. Oh, definitely. But someone who even just you know insulted you at times, or just decided you weren't the right sort of person that they wanted to be with. But then you ended up having a mutual friend, and that person then eventually came around and realized, oh wait, this is actually a person who has who might have some common interests or or common commonalities with me. Did that ever happen to you? Um, in a way, but then again, you know, it's sort of that's the that's the friendship, um, that's the friendship group that you know ribbed ribbed on us for right for a while. But yeah, yeah, that's about as close as that as that got. Yeah, like yeah, I just I don't. I mean, I'm not even. I can't even think of any specific examples. But I just remember that general feeling of you know having crossed paths with someone a couple of times and then like running into them at a I don't know at a party or something or at a sort of in an out of context way where I was there and friends with someone that they then knew and it was like oh but if you're friends with them and I'm friends with them then how can you know how can we be <laughs> how can I bully you or how can I be, be a shithead um, and yeah just sort of seeing that that occur at that occur to them is <laughs> <laughs> very interesting uh, high school memories hey <laughs> Yeah, I'm really not looking forward to yeah, like my kids in high school. Like, there's just so much to deal with, and I, and you know, I want to be there for them, but I know that for most of it, I'm not necessarily going to be able to. Whether it's because they don't feel comfortable coming to me, and I mean, I hope they will, but chances are they won't, or just because you know they are things that they have to deal with themselves. Hmm. That's scary. And what I find funny is, like, even now when I think back, you know, high school was still some of the best times of my life because I had more laughs. Oh, yeah. More laughs during that part than probably the next, <laughs> the next you know, sort of eight years combined. Mm. My, yeah, my, f- my last couple of years of high school and then the first couple of years of uni were probably... The times where, when you, where like, when you think back, it's like, oh yeah, like they were some of the best times. Like you know, that whole thing of the golden years of looking back, and because it is the time when you just you've got so much free time, you've got barely any responsibilities, you but you're getting to the age where you can sort of experience some of the finer things in life, I guess, or at least be aware <laughs> of experiencing them. You know, yep. you know, alcohol and having money and. Uh, you know a bit of a bit of independence but not so much that you need to be like paying bills and mortgages and shit <laughs> it's it's not that you know i've probably got to say the last 3 years i've had the most laughs um yeah like even more so than than high school just because like the kids are hilarious i mean <laughs> right kids in general like they just do the funniest silly things that you just never would would have thought oh god that know. you know that would be what you're going to be laughing about for the next two or three weeks <laughs> taz um we we're watching tv and taz was asleep but cried out and we go in there 
and he's, mm-hmm. he's on our bed because he just ends up on our bed and he's on his back and he's kicking his feet and he's going I want a carrot I want a carrot <laughs> he doesn't even fucking like carrots but apparently in his dream he really wanted a carrot and Erica and I are just like sitting there trying not to crack up so that we don't wake him up yep and just yeah like uh you're right like the kid the kids are just so funny you were talking about before how you know you're rather tall mm-hmm. and you know i wouldn't be necessarily considered rather short you know i'm no. i'm five foot ten and a half but what i've always found weird is mm. out of everyone in our in our friends group i'm actually the shortest <laughs> we are i'm <laughs> We're a fucking tall group. group. Like, I I hang around with most people at at work, and I'm always taller than them. I'm always one of the taller people, but I hang around with all my high school friends. And And we're all taller than you. (laughs) (laughs) You're all taller taller than me. I'm always looking up, so I'm like, you bastards. I'm not used to holding my neck up. (laughs) That's right. These days, you've got the most impressive beard, so. Oh, it's cut down now. Oh, no. What yes. happened? Um, I got asked to cut it down for the engagement party. <laughs> I've been asked to shave it off for the for the wedding next year. And I'm like, no. mm, we'll see what, what happens there. <laughs> so it's still there. It's just a little bit shorter now. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I often wished that I was not as tall as I am. And not just because it made me a target. <laughs> <laughs> but... It's the size of your feet, isn't it? Finding shoes. <laughs> that is a big problem, for sure. Size 15, 14 or 15 shoes. Yeah, see. Easy to I, come by. I find my size 11 shoes nice and easy to find. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I've, you know, I mean, my spine's all fucked up. I've developed a hunch, basically, over the 35 years I've been alive. <laughs> um, and, I th- and I don't know... I mean, I don't know specifically what that's from, but I think being, it's always, it's almost that like being an introverted person, I just, I did sort of hunch over and try to not be noticed, which is really hard when you're quite tall. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm six foot four now and I have been for a while. I got, you know, <laughs> got there sometime during high school. Um, and then stayed there. <laughs> yeah. I tell you what helped with my posture. Dancing, ballroom yeah, dancing definitely helped with my posture. So yeah. I find myself, you know, sure I slouch whenever I can, but um, <laughs> but now it's I'm always, like a special treat. I'm always having oh, to. Oh, I love a good slouch. Always having to stand up straight and you know, yeah, chest out and all that sort of stuff. And it's like, oh god, <laughs> it's so uncomfortable. yeah. Well, I mean, I think I think just exercise. Like if I actually manage to get more exercise. Uh, you know that would probably help that um, to some degree just strengthen up those back muscles and things and so I'd, I'd definitely say that James is going to be rather tall mm-hmm. given that you know we had the we had his um, three and a half year checkup a little while ago and you know he was in the 75th percentile for height yep and 25th percentile for twenty fifth percentile for weight, so he's <laughs> gotta feed that kid more. <laughs> he eats us out of house and home. Yeah, 
Yeah, I don't know what I think. I don't think Taz would be as high as he was when he was when Taz was born. He was in the ninety nine point seventh percentile for uh, <laughs> for length height. Yeah, um, I I think he's come down the curve since then. I don't think he's actually. I mean, he's probably slightly taller than average for his age now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he's similar, sort of seventy five percent ish. Yeah, I mean James is is slightly slightly below the seventy fifth. You know, sort of in the fiftieth to seventy fifth percentile, but right, yeah. it's still um, still interesting seeing how they how they do all these measurements and they go, oh no, he's for his age, he's he's sitting about here. Yeah, yeah, the girls being twins are, are fairly low on the sort of on the curve. Yeah, but then you do adjust it, and it should it should work out. Uh, yeah, probably because they were what a month premature. Uh, they were born at thirty-seven weeks. Oh, actually, they made, they made a lot further than a lot of twins that I've that I've known of. Yeah, yeah, twins are often born a bit earlier than that. thirty-seven or thirty-eight. I sh- I should know this, you know. But anyway, um, there's not much adjusting to do then. <laughs> no, so I mean, I don't know where exactly they are on the curve now, but and in Imogen in particular was um because she for whatever reason. Was smaller in the womb, um, mm-hmm. so she's always been our sort of more petite one, despite them being identical. And I'd, uh, actually, my mum came over and cut Imogen's hair today, and they're even harder to tell apart now. <laughs> but you because, can still do it. <laughs> oh, I I can, but uh, I now look at them and go. Oh, I guess they really are identical because yeah, we her hair was obviously playing a big part in just her general facial construction and how we identified them. Yeah, well, we've talked about a lot of serious topics today. Mm-hmm. What should we do for for some fun? That's a good question. We talked about going to the subreddit for writing prompts and just picking one and and kind of riffing on that a bit and seeing where it takes us and and what we could develop out of out mm-hmm. of that. We could give that a go. Um, all right, so. We've had a just a bit of a browse, and Trevor, I think you found a writing prompt that you think could lead to some amusing uh, storytelling. We'll try to do yes. some some live storytelling and just see how that goes. So we're not going to actually say what it is because if if we give you know the we we give it all away, you know. All right. Um, so how how are we going to do this? We're going to um, sort of each just just try to come up with. Characters and story points and see where it takes us? Yeah, I think so. Okay, so one day Trent decides that he wants to go on a fishing trip. Fishing trip, alright. And so he decides to call up... Uh, Bobby Joe. (laughs) (laughs) Bobby Joe. Okay, so Trent and Bobby Joe, um, they're going to go on a fishing trip. Alright, so are are they... are they adamant? Like, are they uh, skilled fishermen? Have they been fishing before? Is this something they do often? Yeah, i I think they've I think they've been fishing once or twice before, and you right. know, so it's something this... they sort of they've got some of the gear. They know the night. They know the places to go. Yeah, so you know, Trent loads the tinny up on his um four wheel drive, and <laughs> you know, heads on over to Bobby Joe's place, and um, Bobby Joe goes says something about you know a um. A new lake that um, 
he's found out about, and it's about a new lake. Know, so they've so they've just built a new lake. Did you oh, hear about no. the new lake? Did you hear about the new <laughs> lake they built down in he, South? He's been he's been doing a bit of con- a bit of research into into <laughs> nicer places to fish, right? And um, oh, the fish are biting about this. The fish are biting on on uh, on lake on this lake. What's the what's the lake called? Um, Ding dong. <laughs> <laughs> lake payday. <laughs> lake payday. All right. You are you looking at your Steam account right now? I oh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so Lake anyway, they... the division. <laughs> Lake Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. <laughs> <laughs> so they head on down to Lake Payday. I think that one was the better one. Yeah. Lake Payday is about well, half a day's trip. So. All right. So they load up all the gear. They load up all the beer. Yep. They need a shitload of beer. Yeah. So they they head on down for this fishing trip and. You know, they they get going really early in the morning, like of course. That's like when the fish. Are, that's when the fish early. are biting, right? So they're up before they're up before the sun. Oh, technically, they they sort of leave the night bef- the night before. You know, it's sort of one o'clock in the morning. They're driving off, so right. they can oh, be okay. there for dawn. Sure. So they're pretty drunk when they get there. Well, Bobby Joe aren't very, well, Tr- Trent is a responsible driver, so Bobby Joe's okay. you know, drunk as all fuck. All right. So Bobby Joe's drunk. And uh, they arrive at Lake Payday. And the, is their plan, their plans to just get fishing right away? Is there somewhere they're staying? Um, well, I think I think they want to set up their tent because they know that they're going to be out there for for at least, you know, a day or two. Right. Um, so they'll probably set up their tent and set up a campfire and then they, they decide, you know, let's go get some breakfast. And the breakfast is in the lake. Right, okay. They're going to catch, gonna catch, catch some, some fish and... So as they're heading over to the water and they've got their boat, they pull it over, but Trent notices by the side of the lake there's a can of beer. And, you know, he's pretty drunk already, but he's like, oh, I could have another. But he goes to grab it and it, like, seems to skitter away from him and, like, flies off into the distance. Okay. He, he thinks he just must have kicked it or something. He's pretty drunk. He doesn't know what happened, you know. So anyway, he, he gets into the tinny with Bobby Joe. Yeah. They're going along and they they go out to what? About 30 metres into the lake. Sure. <laughs> um, they cast their lines out. and um, Sitting there for a little while and to keep, to keep the beer nice and cold, Bobby Joe um, get, gets the six pack of cans. Yeah. Um, ties them to the boat. Right. And then sticks it, over, sticks it over the side into the water. So Bobby Joe goes, hey, Trent, do you want a beer? And Trent goes, fuck yeah, I want a beer. So as as Bobby Joe reaches down, he notices that one of the beer cans has actually come loose. Right. So it's just sort of floating there, and he goes, "Oh, okay." Picks that one up, and immediately gets pulled under the water. Pulled under the water. Pulled under right. the water because Didn't it turns out that, that there was actually some adhesive or something on on the on the beer, and he couldn't let go, and he just pulled straight under the water. So Trent's just like totally freaked out. He's just sitting there and goes, where's my fucking beer and where's my friend? <laughs> so anyway, he's he's kind of Trent sitting there and he's sort of looking around going, well, he just got pulled under. I don't know what the fuck's going on. And so he, he thinks, okay, maybe I'll just grab, grab the oar and I'll, I'll go back, go back to the, um, go back to shore and, um, there's something weird going on. He thinks that he might have to call 911. So yeah. as he goes to Get reach the, fuck the, off oar, the lake. Mm-hmm. 
As he as he goes to reach for the oar, bang, the oar's pulled underwater. Does he manage to it's like just rip it's it's actually, you know, sitting through one of those eyelet things and it's just ripped straight off the boat. <laughs> yep. And all of a sudden he's just he's just really, really freaked out. He's like, What the fuck is going on? He then sees that, you know, he's getting a bit of a bite on the um on the fishing pole. So he go he decides that, you know, he's there's no way of actually getting in at the moment. He doesn't want to he doesn't want to jump into the water. So we it's, might as well catch a fish. Well, let, let's just say it's been, you know, two hours. He's um he's getting incredibly hungry and he thinks, well, you know, he's gotta eat something if he's yeah. gonna stay alive and hopefully someone will be be around in the in the next little while and so he starts um reeling reeling the rod in and he he definitely sees that there's something big big on the end of this on the end of this line so he pulls in pulls in and then all of a sudden he sees this massive like prehistoric fish just come flying out of the water open jaw and in the last two milliseconds of his life he sees Bobby Joe's cap and one of his eyeballs just in the in the <laughs> mouth of this massive fish, and he just <laughs> the fish just swallows him whole, <laughs> and realizes that the fish the, was on a was humaning trip on a humaning trip while they were on their fishing trip. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sorry that we put you through that. I mean, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine to have Trevor tell us a little story, but I'm not sure it's the greatest podcast segment of all time. Um, but hey, we're here to try out fun things and whatever. It's our podcast. Screw you. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, that was fun. Yeah, it was kind of fun. I'm not sure we both have the the narrative chops to do that as well as we do things like the uh, the game dev uh, uh, random game dev sort of riffing and and other things. If I had some time to prepare, perhaps. I'm like Batman in that way. <laughs> but his plan for everything is just punch him. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that would be my whole story. Like, give me a prompt. I'll plan for a while. And then I'll tell a story about punching. Like, most stories are about punching, right? All the good ones. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. If you want to visit us on the web, you can find us at www.twosweerydads.com. Com. We can be found on Twitter at Two Sweary Dads. Facebook at Facebook.com slash Two Sweary Dads. And, you know, give us a like, share our posts. We post there each week as the new episode comes out. Uh, so if you want to be notified, that's a good way to do it. You can actually check us out on iTunes. That's true. Just it's one that we for... haven't really talked about, but we are on iTunes. Yep. Search for Two Sweary Dads. It'll come up. There's links on the website. And uh, we would love it if you could rate and review us because uh, that really helps us sort of go up the ranks and get, get a bit more exposure for the show. If you have a, have an idea for a, for a new segment or just want to give us a, some comments about how bad that story was, um, you can email us, podcast at com. That's it. And so we'll finish up there. Trevor, do you have any final thoughts? What makes smells smelly? Go ask your mum. 
So uh, to finish up, Trevor, do you have any final thoughts? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know <laughs> 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 God. 